Hi, everyone. Welcome to this podcast from Cambridge Health Tech Institute for BioIT World Conference and Expo 2014, running this April 29th through May 1st in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm Ann Wynn, associate producer. We have with us today two speakers from the Cambridge-based company Good Start Genetics, Benjamin Breton, bioinformatics software engineer and an instructor for the pre-conference workshop on cloud infrastructure, and Dr. Mark Adams, chief information officer and instructor for the same workshop and a speaker from the shared session on cloud computing and data security. Ben, Mark, thank you so much for making some time to uh, join us today. Thank you for having us. Can each of you describe your experiences at Good Start? How did you end up there and what are your respective activities? I was one of the first software engineers hired at Good Start Genetics as one of the first employees. Over the years at GSG, my role has evolved as the company grew. My initial work centered around designing and implementing our variant database to allow Genesis to capture all the clinically relevant variants that Good Start Genetics want to look at for our clinical NGS carrier screening assay. As that initial research neared its completion, I moved over towards designing and implementing the laboratory information systems, and we began to hire more software engineers, and my role kind of changed a bit. More recently, I moved into our analytics department, where my first task was to optimize and adapt an existing next-generation sequencing pipeline to run more efficiently on our compute cluster. As I worked on this, I began to explore how to do a project on 1,000 genomes sequencing data. As I looked into it, it became clear that while I could optimize some things, it would still take a massive amount of compute resources. So I began to look into other options. Eventually, I settled on cloud compute infrastructure. This allowed me to run an analysis on a large portion of the 1,000 genome data set in a few days, and it likely would have taken months to run on our own in-house infrastructure, even assuming we had the storage and were willing to dedicate all the compute resources here. More recently, I ran an analysis on clinical data on a cluster with over 900 CPU cores and 1.8 terabytes of memory. For this run, I also met all the legal and regulatory requirements that come with health information and HIPAA. This allowed a time-sensitive analysis to be completed in about half a day rather than one to two weeks had we run it in-house. Due to our success with these various projects, we are implementing and improving that pipeline to be able to run our clinical production assay, which is used to generate our final carrier screening reports. And how about you, Mark? Yeah, I'm relatively new to Good Start. I've only been there about six months. Um, I came over from Bridgewater Associates, it's the biggest hedge fund in the world, where I was leading the data collaboration team and data analytics. Before that, I spent 10 years at Booz Allen Hamilton, where I led the biomedical informatics team. And even before that, I was sort of involved in biotech leading bioinformatics and genomics at a company called Verigenics, very similar to, uh, to Good Start. So my interest coming into Good Start had been essentially take advantage of what I think is a great opportunity to collect and manage data, create data products that are of value, and manage the information flows through our genomics and analytics in the laboratory, all of which, frankly, is an information-rich business. So my roles and responsibilities there really sort of manage everything from the IT, sort of everything from the network and the underlying hardware, all the way through the 
processes, software engineering methodologies and processes that underlie our clinical and laboratory work, all of which is regulated, I think, is been implied. And then through to analytics, where we're analyzing the data and providing useful and actionable results to our customers. So I think as Ben nicely said, we are a rapidly growing business. And the challenge that we face is scalability. And so as a result, bringing to bear tools like cloud computing and so on to help us not just manage the large volumes of data and do so quickly, but just ensure that our businesses will scalably grow. I mean, we don't need to worry about continuing to pack and, you know, computers into the basement, but we can grow smoothly with the demand is, is great. So from my perspective, spent a lot of time working on obviously cloud computing with groups like the National Cancer Institute, the NIH, and both pharmaceuticals and biotech companies, as well as other gov- government agencies in scalably using cloud-based computing resources to answer sort of very intensive analytic questions. And in some sense, we kind of hope to be able to share this with the folks that are going to going to attend the meeting and give some benefit of some of, at least some of our experience and what makes this really work. How have commercial bioinformatics efforts evolved when it comes to managing genomic and genetic data? And what new challenges do you see emerging alongside clinical next generation sequencing? You know, at a high level, cloud computing and, you know, in biomedical informatics tools have kind of grown apace with the demand. Uh, Next generation sequencing, of course, is, is famous for generating a lot of data very quickly. I think many people have observed that since the, the rate of sequencing, you know, new sequencing vastly outstrips the acceleration of the rate of computing in Moore's Law, that we're finding ourselves in a bit of a conundrum, an analytics gap. Um, and as a result, both hardware and technical resources like cloud computing um, are kind of racing to try to fill that gap. And also, there's a lot of development work going on, both in the com- commercial and open source worlds, to, you know, try to fill that um, you know, to fill the demand that's created. And I think, you know, broadly, one of the great things is that, again, both from the commercial and sort of the academic open source world, there's a tremendous variety and a rapidly growing variety of tools to address a lot of these considerations. And from cloud computing and other resources, the hardware that's needed to run it, I think, as as Ben said, sort of us being able to pop a credit card out and grab a thousand cores and multiple terabytes of memory kind of at will is is game-changing, is transformative. That said, the challenge, of course, is the integration, right? Systems integration is always difficult. Um, It's something I learned a lot about when I was at Booz Allen. Um, It's no different here in genomics. And it's, yes, there are tools and resources, and there's new ones every day. But the truth is one can't just go out and buy a next-gen sequencing machine and, you know, just go around the corner and buy a prepackaged piece of software that's ready to go and do, for example, what we do, sort of clinical sequencing variation of uh, clinical sequencing variation analysis, uh, especially in a clinical setting where we're going to report to patients. The integration of those tools, the validation of those tools, sort of deep understanding what's really going on under the hood is still required, right? So although there's this great mix of things to use, the effort of sort of putting those things together and doing so in a clinical setting remains tricky and challenging. And Ben, what are your thoughts on this? I agree that clinical sequencing is very challenging. I think, especially in the commercial space, there are a number of vendors who are working to try to make it less challenging. And over the coming years, my hope is that they will succeed. But the big question mark there is how well. I think there's going to be, no matter how good they get, like if you're trying to do something unique, it's still going to be very challenging. And many people will find themselves limited by just sort of how much commercial products can 
support and really make easier. I think you'll see a few assays released that do meet the legal and various requirements for clinical use, but they're going to be in very limited applications. So if you want to do anything special or unique, you're going to have to do a large portion of it yourself. And no matter what, all these commercial bioinformatics efforts will need compute power. So I think everyone, both like your clinical set push-button solution is going to be using cloud compute resources and the sort of specialized, new, cutting-edge person is also going to be using them. One other thing that a number of different companies are going to have to face as they try to move in the clinical space is that there are some challenges that are not shared with your normal R&D work. The first one will be to meet the various legal and regulatory requirements that come with clinical data. You have to meet HIPAA standards, which are privacy standards, as well as CLIA requirements, which guide all clinical laboratories. As one example, keeping a good scientific notebook with everything you did is no longer sort of best practices, but now with CLIA, it is a legal requirement, and you'll have to log your notebook and be even more detailed than scientists are used to being. In general, also, the software and tools for NGS are not designed to be CLIA or HIPAA compliant by default, so it'll take knowledge and effort to either adapt these tools or make best practices that will allow them to be used in a clinical environment. I also think it will be very important for industry to engage with the various health and security organizations that make these rules to preserve clinical integrity and patient rights, while also keeping in mind that NGS has some unique characteristics that make it not fit all that well into some of the existing rules. The other challenges which are interrelated are accuracy, consistency, turnaround time, and simplicity. Currently in R&D work, often these requirements are not as stringent you may be willing to accept 98% accuracy in the R&D work, but when you go into clinical, that's no longer enough. You need to be as close to 100% as you can, or CLIA, as an example, will not allow you to release your test. They'll say this isn't good enough, and getting that last 2% is oftentimes the most difficult part of next-generation sequencing and adapting any research assay to be used in clinical work. Also, you need quick turnaround time, and this goes back to our desire to be able to use cloud resources and to be able to launch a large number of servers. When our high-seq runs come off, we want to have all the clinical analysis done within six hours. And that means that our in-house compute resources sit idle for much of the time because we don't need them most of the time. We need them when a new run comes off and we want to be able to look at that as quickly as possible. So this is where you can take full advantage of the cloud, that you can not run any servers then when you need them, immediately launch them and all of a sudden you go from zero servers to 20, which is very expensive to do in-house. 
Ben, what will be the focus of the workshop you'll be instructing with Mark on April 29th? And Mark, what will be the main theme of your presentation during the cloud computing and data security conferences on April 30th? For my workshop, the main focus will be to lay out a framework of how an existing NGS pipeline can be run in an HPC environment in the cloud, along with the technical and regulatory requirements that come with it. We're going to try to share some of the technical tips and tricks we've found that we need to do to be able to run in the cloud. Some bottlenecks for our in-house pipeline are different in the cloud. The disk I.O. tends to be different and things like that. And then after we lay out sort of the general requirements, we're going to go over three different cloud providers, everything from ones that offer infrastructure as a service running on virtual machines to a bare metal provider. So at the end of this, you'll have a good idea of what it'll take to get started on not just a single cloud provider, but multiple, and a good idea of what's needed to do clinical HPC on the cloud. And hopefully you'll get a good start in researching and comparing the various vendors for when you go home and want to try out some of this on your own. Excellent. And how about you, Mark? So essentially, I'm going to provide a sort of very high-level overview of some of the subjects that we'll probably go into much more detail on during the workshop. In essence, what I want to capture is sort of how does one, in general, take a custom-developed in-house pipeline, and what are the tools and processes that one uses in general to get that into the cloud? As opposed to sort of the strictly technical, I'm going to focus primarily on the business requirements. How do you think about what you've got? How do you make a reasonable decision about whether or not this is something you can put on the cloud? How do you take into consideration, I think as Ben nicely outlined, the patient privacy considerations, HIPAA, CAPCLIA, and so on? And then how essentially would you build an evaluation framework to decide whether that is an, in fact, reasonable thing to do or not, and then talk a little bit about what the exact moving parts are and use as a sort of very high-level use case what Ben talked about, sort of how we took our pipeline, how we thought it through, how we evaluated the vendors, how we selected the ones that we used, and then how did we go through the business processes to be able to do that efficiently, effectively, and safely. So, you know, I'm hoping that somebody who leaves my talk, you know, it's going to be a 25-minute talk, but they should feel confident that they know where to lay their hands on the sort of conceptual tools that they would use to go through that same process. We're looking forward to both your presentations. And Ben and Mark, again, thank you for your time and insights today. Yeah, great. Thank you very much. Thank you. We just spoke with Benjamin Breton, bioinformatics software engineer, and Mark Adams, CIO, both from Good Start Genetics. They'll be co-instructing pre-conference workshop number six in Embarrassment of Riches, choosing and implementing cloud infrastructure to replace on-premises HPC for next-generation sequencing analysis. Mark will also be presenting during a shared session for cloud computing and data security, tracks number three and 13, at the upcoming BioIT World Conference and Expo, taking place April 29th through May 1st, 2014 in Boston. If you'd like to learn more from them in person, go to www.bio-itworldexpo.com for registration information and enter the key code podcast. I'm Ann Wynn. Thank you for listening.